Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Ah. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. This is a HeadGum Podcast. Welcome to A Few Things, where we give our greatest discoveries the podcast they deserve. I'm Claire Mazer. And I'm Erica Cerullo. This show is brought to you by Avakind. Find out more and sign up for our newsletter at avakind.com. Ta-da! Ta-da! How you doing? Pretty good. Um, so when we were thinking about what something we wanted to talk about in this episode, mm-hmm. there's so few things we learn about each other. Yeah. Like so few things yeah. that we learn about each other on a regular basis <clears throat> that even... Like new things. Yeah. New, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, new thing. <laughs> yeah. That even the smallest things we really latch onto or get it's very true. excited about. And something that we learned about each other recently is that we both really love tiny spoons. Yeah. Tiny spoons and tiny forks, but and really tiny bo- spoons. Tier one, tiny, tiny spoons. spoons. Tier yeah. two, tiny forks. Yeah. Probably knives, although I just don't have as much access. <sighs> yeah, I've not Yeah, I guess that's like a butter knife. I don't have those. Yeah. Or like it's like, yeah, like the, the tiny like knives. Like little cheese knives knives. Yeah. Anyway, let's is- not talk about knives. When when Chris and I eat ice cream together, he knows that I really prefer to eat it with a tiny spoon. If yeah. he's bringing me a bowl of ice cream, and that's really important to me. Eating ice cream with a big spoon to me, it's not Claire, right. same. It's 100% same. I mean, I think that tiny spoons should be used for most things that you're using spoons for. But number one use case is ice cream. Why would you use a big spoon for that? Well, so the problem is that I like it for the same reason that like dumb diet manuals to tell will tell you to use make it, it last is, longer yeah which is not why i like it i just like like savoring the taste longer yeah i will eat three bowls of ice cream if i want to with a tiny spoon you just get but to I do just... it over a longer period of time exactly and I, I i yes you could take a smaller bite with a bigger spoon but it's just not as satisfying i also just think the mouthfeel of a small yes. spoon is better agreed. than the mouthfeel of a large spoon. agreed completely and it's easier you have more control so you can get a better ratio of fudge to ice cream um, we have these spoons at my house by Jenny's Splendid Ice Cream. Oh, yeah. And they have little, they're small, and then mm-hmm. they have these, like, flat ends so that mm-hmm. they can better break up the, like, solid ice cream. It's brilliant. They're very smart, and they're called ice cream spades. Mm-hmm. Um, they're, I don't, they're, they're very useful, and they fall into the small spoon bucket. Um, 
My mom. Uh, oh, no, go ahead. My go mom ahead. buys a lot of decorative small spoons. Interesting. Um, it drives Chris insane. I because wish she doesn't allowed to it. do that. Yeah, she's not actually allowed to. Yeah. She just does it anyway. They're all over her home. Um, and just they like sit on top of the espresso maker and on top on on when they line windowsills. They're like ceramic, they're silver. Um, she also has a lot of tiny cups, like little espresso cups. That's she's nice too. Yeah. You wow, something to aspire so aspirational. to. Yeah. Um, I also Thomas gets pretty upset when I eat cereal with a small spoon. Mm, that's interesting. I don't. I go for a big spoon. I mm-hmm. love like a... I just don't like the mouthfeel of a big spoon That's pretty much not, in any case. I will do... So ser- granola and yogurt, I'll do with a small spoon. Okay. But if it's a milk and cereal situation, I'm going for a big spoon. I don't... I think the difference between you mm-hmm. and I in this scenario is that I don't really consume the milk part of the cereal. I okay. like think of the cereal as... It's like... It's like the display. It's like, you know, it's like the presentation. Okay. It's like a smear of something on a plate where you're like, yeah, sure, whatever. Okay. I don't like drink the milk. I don't. Okay. It, yeah. Okay. It just helps the cereal get a little soggy. Mm, I like the milk. Yeah. 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 That's an important part for me. Um, there was something else. I, oh, we have really, do you still have the the small little beautiful spoon from that Lizzie Fortunato event? Yeah, I was thinking about it a lot as yeah, we were talking about this. Me too. This. It gets floated around our kitchen and Chris is always like, I don't understand why don't you just like put this in a spoon drawer? And I'm like, no, that's Because it's out. beautiful. Yeah, it's yeah. Not, you don't use it as a spoon. It's like a little like, it's just Cera- a little ceramic. ceramic. It looks very Japanese. It's got a little feather tied to it. Yeah. It's darling. It's darling. Yeah. It just makes everything taste better to eat with a small spoon. I don't think I have any small forks in my personal collection the one for some reason we have a ton at the office which is how this came up and i don't even know what those are we they're like crab forks uh, like oyster forks yeah. basically <laughs> yeah yeah who knows why because we've never eaten oysters at the office no certainly not <laughs> <laughs> that i'm aware of yeah. it may have happened while not I was in your out. presence yeah not in your presence yeah. um yeah hmm. okay anyway we used them to eat pie the other day we that did was a good use case it was the matcha pie from um, matcha custard matcha Oof. custard pie from four and twenty blackbirds and it was phenomenal Phenomenal. Absolutely phenomenal. Um, also phenomenal and like decorative house thing that I'm pretty obsessed with. Is Even the, more useful than a small spoon. It's actually like the same level of... It, than it, a small it, ceramic spoon. It, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. It's this... We Mon- don't have to compare them. <laughs> it's this Moncala set by Wolfham. Yeah. And I want to make um, a case for Moncala, which you probably haven't played since you were a kid. Yeah. It's like the simplest, most mindless game yeah. ever. And this is like a beautiful, very decorative set. But I really like the idea of it as like a game that you play when you have friends over for drinks. Yeah. Because you could have a conversation and still play Moncala. Yeah, yeah, at yeah, the yeah, same yeah, time. yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's time to bring Moncala back into like the regular rotation of our lives. Like the way you, I don't know, the way, like these like mindless things that only require a little bit of thought. That like dice game we played one time. Yes, yeah, exactly. I can't yes. remember what it's called, but it's like these like, things that are like that require no real skill, no, not a ton of thinking, and, and that carry you can on a just, conversation. Yeah. And it's a beautiful thing to sit out on your coffee table, and no one's staring you down, being like, "It's your turn," and we've been waiting for you for four minutes. <laughs> High stakes game. High stakes. Um, you can get it for ten percent off with the code "a few things." That's true. Yeah. Our guest today is a longtime friend of ours. We met 
um wow in 2000, 2007 2000 no because I, I graduated 2003 oh wait sorry yeah. sorry sorry God. i do that all the time oh, right. <laughs> i have no idea how old i am be nice i to don't know, know when i graduate 10 years. no we've known you for 15 years that's insane it's wild <laughs> we served the three of us served on the major activities board together at the university of chicago so crazy not to very brag. important very important <laughs> roles that not we played not on to brag. <laughs> um now antonia akatunde is a writer and the founder and editor-in-chief of mater mea mm-hmm. um Tell us all about Mater Mea. Yeah, so it's it's funny because now I'm trying to figure out <laughs> what the new vision statement is. Okay, mm, your elevator pitch. Yes. I feel like yeah. it yeah. took us five vision years. Statement, though, that's good. Yeah. I like that. Okay, <laughs> it took us statement. so long. I took it. It took us five years in selling the company to really land on one we felt amazing. About. Okay, that makes me feel better. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's an evolution. Yeah. yeah. So the original one is that it, Mater Mea is a celebration of Black women at the intersection of career and family. That's good. That's, That's like really strong. Thing. That's strong. I feel like it's strong. Yeah. I'm I'm in for that. Okay. I'll sign up for that. Okay, give us another. Yeah. Give us another option. And then I don't know because I I feel like I want it to be more about community, uh, 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 more uh. about like women who are in the middle who are like trying to figure out you know the big questions that come navigating. You, yeah, Can we get navigating, navigating in there? Maybe navigating is definitely on the pin board. But yeah, um, just I think like when you decide to become a mom or when you become a mom, there's all these big questions that mm-hmm. pop up. And I like to think of Modern Mia being like the place you go to for the answer. So maybe I'm not like immediately the person who has the answer mm-hmm. of like, oh my God, I don't know how to tell my boss that I'm quitting or oh my God, um, I read this horrible article about um, how black kids are more disciplined than white kids. And mm-hmm. now I'm starting to think about homeschool. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know mm-hmm. about that. Mm-hmm. But I'm a journalist and I know how to ask the right questions and to find the right people. So, yeah, trying to trying to put all of that into a new vision statement. Uh, but I still think Modern Mia celebrating black women at the intersection of career and family is. I love it. Yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty solid. It's good. It's good. That's <laughs> Thanks. Good. Thanks. Guys. Um, what made you want to start it? Wow. So. I started it in 2012 mm-hmm. when everyone was talking about leaning in and yep, sure can women have an all. Mm-hmm. Um, and I am such like a long form fiction or nonfiction reader. Mm-hmm. Like I was reading all the books about this and I found that the women who were talking about it didn't look like me mm-hmm. um, and also didn't have careers that I wanted. Mm-hmm. So like I wasn't going to be Hillary Clinton's right hand woman anytime soon. That job was taken. <laughs> it was already taken. Just didn't want to be feet. the CTO or the COO yeah. of any startup. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, just mm-hmm. like wasn't my jam. Mm-hmm. Um, and what were you doing at the time? Oh, so I was working at a major um, online media company mm-hmm. at the time as a writer, as a writer for their baby Boomer section. Oh, so interesting. That tells you how mercenary I was with my <laughs> skills. I was like, hey, give me money. Baby boomers, love them. Sure, it's fine, whatever. Um, P.S. By the way, I'm not a baby boomer. <laughs> you didn't get that from that exchange. Um, so, yeah, I. So I really wanted to talk to women who look like me, who were like already at the end of like the rainbow that I thought I was supposed to be chasing after okay. when I was 27. Like find the man, to mm-hmm. have the kids and have the career. Um, and everything that I was reading was very much like, 
oh, I just woke up in this beautiful brownstone right. with and this beautiful I don't beautiful know children. how it happened, and it was oh luck God, and hard yes. work, but, yes. <laughs> but I don't know what else. And, like, water with lemon in it. That's, mm. like, all you That's need. That's the room, <laughs> room yeah. temperature water. Yes. It should be clear. Yes. Yeah, yes. you made clear. Yes, let me, let me make that clear. <laughs> so I just wanted, like, real conversations of, like, oh, like, I wasn't expecting to become a mom, and, oh, like, I had to move this way or that way, or, like, you know, the real nitty gritty stuff mm-hmm. that happens and not the like airbrushed Instagram ready version of people's motherhood and career stories. One of the things that I think is really interesting, you say that you're, you're not a baby boomer and you are creating that content. You also are not a mother yeah. um, and started a site that is, is, you know, where motherhood is at the core of it. And I think that's really interesting because so much of the sort of mom focused media in the world is started by people who do this as soon as they become a parent and realize how much it changes their life or how many questions they have. But you stepped into it way before. Yeah, I think it's like part of me just wanting to like, okay, so this is something I want to do one day. Yeah. (laughs) Like, can y'all tell me what I'm stepping into? (laughs) And like speak to me in a way that makes sense. And it's, it's funny because like, I guess I'm, I am in the parenting space, but when I started, I was just like, oh, black women, I love telling our yeah. stories. And um, I wasn't seeing anything that like showed black women in spaces where society says that we don't exist. So mm-hmm. like in loving homes, like in happy relationships. Yep. Um, when I used to tell people that I had a site about black motherhood, people would automatically assume that I was talking about just single mothers. Um, oh my people, God. Yeah, like wow. across the board, like- Whoa. Across all races, and it just makes you realize just how prevalent That's these stereotypes stunning. are. Wow. Okay. Um, that, like, yeah, so I just, I wanted to show, like, you know, the fullness of Black womanhood as I knew it, while also, mm-hmm. like, addressing this area that, like, I wanted to get into one day. Mm-hmm. So it was, like, an excuse for me to find my girl crushes and be like, hey, when get you moved to? Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> how do you do it? <laughs> <laughs> um, and it's since uh, brought in to just be, like, this this community. What have the responses been like from your audience? Oh, man. Um, it's really fortifying because yeah, I do I this imagine. by myself. Yeah. <laughs> so, and sometimes it feels like... You're like alone at a computer yeah. and it's like hard to know. Yeah. 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 And to hear people say like, oh, my God, I'm so glad I found this. Like, where has this been? Mm-hmm. Um, thank you. Or like, I can't wait to share my story. Mm-hmm. Um, I've had women who are like, oh, I've made it because I've been on Modern Mia. And it's like, (laughs) (laughs) that's amazing. Thank you for saying that. (laughs) We had that same experience of designers who would be like, oh, this is like it for me because I want to become. We're like, wait, what? (laughs) Really? I mean, y'all are are a big deal. (laughs) So are you. So are you. Um, What are some of the topics that have surfaced over the years that you didn't realize were going to, you know, be as prevalent on the site or take up as much of your headspace as as they have? Yeah. So I didn't realize that, like, um, when I first started the site, I thought it was like aspiring moms like me who just wanted to hear how other women Mm -hmm. um, have done this. And I didn't realize that so many of my readers were already moms who didn't really need the aspirational content, Mm -hmm. but really needed like. The nitty look. gritty. Yeah. Yes, yes, <laughs> like, yeah. look, what's going on? Um, so I didn't realize I would be talking so much about, um, like, actually getting pregnant. And, like, I didn't realize until I started the site and started having more conversations just how much loss is involved mm-hmm. with bringing mm-hmm. a life into the world. Yeah, that's um, interesting. Yeah, because, like, my mom... Um, she miscarried twice before she had mm-hmm, me mm-hmm. and she like told me these stories probably mm-hmm. when I was a little too young to be hearing about like yeah, yeah, miscarriages. Yeah. But um, 
I knew that from her story, but I didn't know that like it's so prevalent for yeah. so many women. Well, something else I learned recently in talking to my own mother is that I think a lot of women of our mother's generation didn't necessarily realize that they had miscarried because they didn't have pregnancy tests yes. like we yeah. had where yeah. like now women discover so much earlier yeah. and so these like really early pregnancies that get that miscarry we know about them that's yeah a really good point. um and i think that's part of the reason it's becoming such a bigger conversation mm-hmm. now because just so many more women are aware that it's happening i yeah. mean in general miscarry i mean you know now that i think we're all at the age where friends have kids and that mm-hmm. that's a you know conversation and you start to have these you start to realize how many people miscarry and how frequent mm-hmm. that is and just how quiet that conversation yeah, is yeah um, which is something that we've talked about between us before mm-hmm. for well, sure because one of the things we were talking about was how it must be so challenging to not talk about it in the early days right when they read one of the primary reasons people don't talk about it is because they're concerned about losing it but why not talk about it if you lose it yeah, right yeah. like why do we not share that with people yeah i think there's like a lot of shame mm-hmm. um around the fact that like i don't know we're so essentialist in some ways like yeah. i'm a woman mm-hmm. this is what my body is made for why can't i do why it why can't i do yeah. it and like mm-hmm. why and then you see especially in this age where everyone's sharing everything you yeah. see everyone else like pregnant Getting with pregnant. full bellies yeah. and like their kids running around and mm-hmm. it's just like you don't want to harsh other people's like good times. Yeah. 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 Social media has definitely also, I think completely changed yeah. that, the sensibility around it for mm-hmm. sure. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. So I, I um, did a bunch of stuff around like um, I started noticing all these like not crunchy granola black women having like um, home birth. And mm-hmm. I, I totally thought that was like an LA boho vibe yeah, situation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like Flower ladies, crown and yes, <laughs> like ladies who were in their brownstones, mm-hmm. like in their uh, in the kitty tub, or you know, just not at all what I expected. Mm-hmm. And I started doing some digging, and that's when I first became aware of the statistic that like more people are talking about now that Black women are three to four times likely to die um, from childbirth or pregnancy related complications, mm-hmm. and a lot of people are fighting that by deciding to have home births mm-hmm. um so i i had no intention of like like deeping or right. digging into that um and doing a deep dive until <coughs> i read that stat and saw that like just anecdotally it was something happening in my feed mm-hmm. um and there's been like a lot of interest in that kind of content since yeah. then um, you wrote a really amazing piece about Serena. Oh, yeah. Um, and at, when she, t- in her Vogue article, talks about what a terrible mm-hmm. um, childbirth experience that she had. Yeah, I, I was so struck by that because, like, as I when I started the piece, I was like, oh, my God, she looks amazing. Yeah. Uh, her yeah. baby looks so cute. Oh, my God, my ovaries. Very squishy. Yeah. Just like, <laughs> and then you, like... It's not a throwaway piece because I think mm-hmm. other people eventually caught on, right. but it was just like, wow. Kind of buried in there. Yeah, like yeah. they really buried the lead on that yeah. one. Like it, yeah. was, yeah. it was deep in there. And um, like my immediate thought was like, if Serena Williams, like, mm-hmm. can, if this is happening to her, like, yeah. like, then, what, like no one is safe from yeah, this. No one, no one is safe. Is no yeah, one is yeah, safe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it, I, I read that like right after I heard about Erica Garner's passing mm-hmm. and, um, and just the fact that like, I, I, I don't know her story personally. Yeah. I don't know her doctor. I don't know her medical record. Sure. But everything that was there felt like something that could have been found mm-hmm. way before she gave birth, mm-hmm. way like that should have been something that should have been monitored. And now there's a a family without a daughter that also lost a father and a mm-hmm. grandfather. And it was it's just like heartbreaking. And then the NPR story about mm-hmm. this woman who worked for the CDC and was working on this like uh, very much working on the same topic, died from the same issue. So it was just like... 
golly. Right. Uh, so, yeah, I, I was just like, this is what we need to be talking about. The fact that, like, it, you really cannot escape this. Um, I mean, I don't want to sound so, like, doom and gloomy, mm-hmm. like, but it's it's really it's really depressing. Yeah, yeah. It's, tr- it's super depressing. Yeah, like you yeah. can't you can't buy your way out of it. It's Serena's story is so interesting because she had educated herself, yeah. right? Like she knew exactly what she knows was her wrong. body. Yeah. She knows her issues, and she and, came yeah. and said, "This is exactly what's yeah. going on," and it still wasn't listening. And it's it's that you can educate yourself, but but you can't educate an entire so yeah, no, hospital yeah. And, yeah, and it goes beyond. It's just so prevalent. By you know, like your personal biases, mm-hmm. it goes, it, it's systemic in that way, and then and it kills in that way, yeah, um, yeah. And it's really upsetting. So, that led to me doing like um, a whole series around empowered births. There's yeah, women who me. are like, I don't want to be in this like racist ass system, mm-hmm. um, let me find a doula or a mm-hmm. midwife, um, or just have birth at home if I can. Um, and so I did a series that you know, talked about how you can work with a midwife or doula um, that is not cost prohibitive necessarily. Um, Like really empowered birth stories. So even if you do have to have a C-section, like you can still have a really beautiful birth experience. Um, What else? Yeah, there was one woman who said like if she didn't have her midwives, she she had two midwives because she was like, y'all are not (laughs) (laughs) fucking with me (laughs) when I give birth to this baby. Um, her doctor was like, oh, you should have an abortion because, like, I I noticed something weird in, like, the, the um, sonogram that mm-hmm. I did. And so she called her midwives and her midwives, like, read the doctor and mm-hmm. was like, how dare you say this? And she went on to have, like, a perfectly healthy baby. And it was just like, like, there are so many levels of protection that. Uh, women of color, but black women in particular have to like put in place into for these. themselves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Are yeah. there resources besides Matrimeo mm-hmm. that people can look to for for learning more about like what what the difference is between a doula and a midwife, and why yeah. you want one? And... Yeah. So I'm obsessed with this woman in LA. Her name is Erica Chitty yeah. Cohen. Oh my oh, god! Yeah, nurture. She wrote that book, Nurture. Yes, it's yes. on my is nightstand it, is it right now. Called Loom or uh, Loom? Loom. Yeah, Loom is Loom. her company. Yeah. So her company is awesome. She has classes, but she also is just like a font of knowledge mm-hmm. um, in general. That book, Nurture, uh, you should definitely read. I'm not pregnant, and it's like on my nightstand, and I'm just like, oh my god, oh my god, <laughs> this is so good. Um, Modern Mia, um, and just like. Our old friend Google. Yeah. But But stay off the message boards, maybe. Yeah, the message boards are scary. (laughs) And the Facebook groups. Um, You don't need any of that. Can we switch gears and can you tell us some of the more like uplifting, exciting stories you've heard? Yeah. How do you keep yourself from being depressed? Yeah. 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 I mean, how do I? Yeah. (laughs) Um, It's funny because I I think of myself as someone who enjoys like the the dark stuff. Yeah. (laughs) And listen, I mean, that is equally if not more important to share that stuff right yeah that's the stuff that is literally saving lives yeah but the stuff that like is very happy and Mm -hmm. beautiful um are our instagram takeovers so Mm -hmm. i'll give a woman who like i've low key been stalking Mm -hmm. on instagram sorry (laughs) i'm not sorry um i'll give her the password and say you know just give us like a day in your life or if there's a topic you're really passionate about like talk about it and i think that's like where all this community just springs forth from Mm -hmm. like oh my god i like you're vegan and a mom like i didn't know that what what does that mean like how do i uh you know make my kid vegan and Mm -hmm. you know how do i go about that or you're in seattle i didn't know there were black moms in seattle like Mm -hmm. you look cool let's hang out um so i really love the takeovers i think those are really fun um and yeah the personal essays um what else 
yeah just i i just love i don't know black women being awesome <laughs> yeah <laughs> and giving them a space to, to like <laughs> talk about being awesome so that keeps me that keeps me not depressed <laughs> um what how has your perspective on motherhood changed in the years you've been working on it oh man i like i was never someone who thought about like anything beyond being a writer so mm. i was like i'm gonna move to new york i'm gonna have a um a loft apartment mm -hmm. with a brick everywhere yeah. and a black like spiral staircase perfect that's like add a backyard in yeah, while okay. you're there yeah, right. yeah. and i'll pay a dollar for yeah. it like i did not consider rents yeah. here uh, um i didn't think about like getting married i didn't think about having a kid i thought it was just an eventuality mm -hmm. and now i like have so much respect for my mom and just like the choreography she did with my dad to like make sure that they were able to take care of three kids um i just like I just have so much respect for mothers now yeah. and just, um, yeah. 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 No, it is. It's crazy and impressive. Yeah. 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 It's insane. <laughs> um, and in an era where there weren't, where there wasn't texting and right, was, right. Like, yeah. like shared Google calendars. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Like that, yeah, that's it. a whole other thing. My dad used to do my hair cause my mom used to work in the mornings. And so he would like, he was the one putting the relaxer on and like getting my hair straight. And, um, yeah. So it was just like, how did y'all figure that out? Yeah, like, truly. how did you? Because <laughs> um, I can't do hair for anything, but my dad was doing <laughs> it. Um, so yeah, just like a lot of respect for for moms and just how people make a way in a society that like does not respect motherhood yeah. or working mm -hmm. parents. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that and also um, just the need for community, like just the need mm -hmm. to have like your village as it were, is so important. Yeah. What is it? How, what are the things that have sort of attracted community to modern Mia? Um, hmm. or, or sort of where do you see community engaging around modern Mia? Are you seeing it in the Instagram comments? Are you seeing it on the yeah, site? It's a lot on Instagram. I think on the site, um, people, when they come across modern Mia, they're like, oh my God, this is so awesome. Mm -hmm. Like I've never seen this before, but on the site, I haven't really given, I haven't really activated a community. It's yeah. just like, here's all this awesome content. Right. But on Instagram and Facebook, it's like, oh my God, like, thank yeah. you, like connecting with women or like, thank you for introducing me to this woman I like had no idea existed, but now I'm like super into. Um, so yeah, I'm trying to get over myself and get over my fears and um, make that community like in person. So yeah, finding yeah, like yeah, ways mm -hmm. to do events around that, yeah. which is terrifying, but I'm going to do it. You guys, I'm going to do yeah, it. You have to <laughs> do Why are you terrified? You'd be so good at that. That's something I'm looking forward to doing is um having events. And like, I've been to events where you're, you're like, Oh, this playlist is awesome. Oh, I'm getting all these business cards. Mm -hmm. Oh, like I'm a little like brunch drunk off this uh, free mimosa. <laughs> and then I leave and I'm like, Oh, like I really didn't get anything besides that like buzz yeah. um, for a little bit. So I'm, I'm trying to think about what kind of events where you, there's more realness, there's more realness and you mm -hmm. leave and you're like, Oh, I actually like feel fortified or yeah. like, yeah, I can do something with this information I got. Um, do you have any modern modern mom role models? Ooh, that's a really good question. Modern mom role models. Huh. Me and my husband are obsessed with Blackish. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yes. I, I avoided it for so long. I don't know why. Um, 
because I don't know, everything stresses me out. It's like, oh, <laughs> it's already four seasons in. I, just... I feel the same way. I feel the same way. I also do feel like that's the kind of show you can just pick up oh, a random exactly. episode and watch, and just, which is how yeah. I did. Like, yeah. Which I don't do with any shows, yeah. really. Yeah. But I was like, I'm just going to watch one. And you're yeah. like, oh, right. Well, because it's, it's a, a sitcom. sitcom. Yes, yeah, exactly. You can just like yeah. jump yeah. in any old place. Yeah. 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 So I definitely did that. I'm obsessed with uh, Tracy Ellis Ross I mean, as she's Rainbow. Incredible. She's <laughs> so good. I love her. Who else? Like real moms. Oh gosh, there's just so many. I'm trying. I'm, I mean, besides my own mom, mm. there's Jodie Patterson. Mm-hmm. Um, she's amazing. Let's see, Latham Thomas. Mm-hmm. Uh, she is a, a doula um, who like brought all my favorite babies into the world. Like what babies? <laughs> TJ Khaled's son. Oh my god! <laughs> so she brought us out into the world. Doula. <laughs> and Alicia Keys' kids. Um, and so she's just like exactly what you think she would oh be. It was just like this this like warm font of just like everything you, you would want to be as a mom. She's so cool. Her son is a DJ who's like DJ Clinton events. Um <laughs> and like so much cooler than I me. Love this. Um and yeah kind of like every mom who's ever been on Modern Mia. Like I mm-hmm. just am so impressed by all these women. Um yeah, I just I'm very, very lucky. My uh my husband Scott uh, called me the Hillary Clinton of motherhood and that I'm like super prepared for the job. I don't have it yet. But, like, <laughs> I'm overly qualified. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's it. That's it. I totally are. Oh my God. I have all these ladies that to call is... on and I'm terrified. That's amazing. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, I love it. Tell me you're the best. You yeah. guys. Thank you. Um, thank, thank you so much, so much. for coming oh, on. For this was wonderful. Um, that's the show. You can listen to us wherever podcasts are found, like Stitcher, iTunes, leave us a review, and now Spotify. Follow us at Of A Kind on Instagram and Twitter. Like our Facebook page. If you have ideas or requests for the show, email them to a few things at ofakind.com. If you want to advertise, that's advertising at ofakind.com. Our glorious intro music is Butterfield East, and it is written by the Soulful Saints. Our audio editing is done by Liz Smith, and we record at Showbriz Studios in the East Village. So many of you guys write in and ask about our theme song. It is called Butterfield East, and it is composed and performed by the Soulful Saints. You can check them out over at DallaRecords.com. That was a HeadGum Podcast.